What's up, everyone? This is the hungover edition of the Bumcast on this Bears Victory Monday. I am your host, HBIC, the head drunk in charge, along with Baloney and the Southside Bum. Yeah, H- there should be HDIC tonight for head drunk in charge. We're all we're all hurting. Uh, we are all hurting. But and, I do have uh, a I do have a bourbon, so quitters quitters never quit. I don't know what I was thinking. I poured one too. Like I was, I've been complaining about this weekend the whole time, and I'm back on the wagon. Guys, I can't that believe was, we're uh, in sync. Gatorade. <laughs> oh, Gatorade, of course, Johnny. Healthy Johnny. Yeah. So that was a uh, that was a weekend, guys. That was a we uh, we did our last whiskey of Comiskey of the year at at the park on on Saturday. And first off, we want to say thank you for everyone who showed up and came out to our tailgate. Hope you enjoyed the bourbon. Hope you enjoyed the tacos hope you enjoyed the fellowship uh but i am definitely paying for it to this whole weekend things was, got uh quickly out of hand i mean yeah. the tailgate went as smooth as possible the game itself kind of sucked i mean we'll talk about that in a little bit but then the the after party is what really i think really got to us yeah i i remember like going through the game but um I actually also finished my flask inside the game, so so did I. I we I, I brought the same one you brought. Um, I was sharing it around though. It was not, it wasn't just me. It was me. Uh, Joel had a part of it. Joey P was uh, in on the fun. <laughs> Joey P says he woke up on a roof. Apparently, Joey P's living in the Hangover, and you know he's in Vegas at the moment. So good for him. I mean, if you wake up somewhere where you're not supposed to, that's always I feel like a win. That's what you had our age. You know where it's a lot harder to recover. Um, the worst days. thing about it takes two days. I mean, and honestly, dude, me and you, like, you woke up the next morning and had to go to the Bears game, so you pulled double duty. I had to wake up and go move refrigerators for my buddy. Oh, that's worse. That is terrible. Um, yeah, man. I, I mean, hand up. We're in the trust tree now. I, I puked. I puked on the on the way home. Um, thank God my wife was driving. My wife doesn't drink. Um, yeah, right right when we got off LaGrange and, and 95th Street, I'm like, you got to pull over. But I will say, if that didn't happen, there was no way I was going to make that Bears game. I woke it, up feeling decent. I mean, decent at best, but I, I at least woke up feeling decent. I can't imagine moving furniture the day after that. That two, two refrigerators from the my from my buddy's basement out to the yeah. ground. And I, I told him, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Like... I'm just going to be there to supervise and give you guys compliments because I am in no shape to to uh, move furniture. So, like, I'll just tell you, like, hey, good job, just, guys. Push the, push that fridge. Lift with you your just, legs. You just got to be directing traffic at that point. You're, I mean, you're the I traffic may, I may have, like I may have, like, helped push it up the stairs, but I did the bare minimum. And I, and I even I even took the L on that. And he's like, you know, he's like, thanks for your help. I'm like, dude, I didn't do shit. Like I put, I put in the bare minimum, like I'm here because you're my friend and you asked me to, but, um, yeah, I, I did not do, uh, I did not do much in that, that friend's effort, but he made a nice lunch. So that's, I guess that's, that was a good thing. Um, Johnny, Johnny, how are you feeling? Yeah. Johnny, you came in the, you came in the pre-show and you said, what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I had fun. Um, no, I was the next day. I, I was fine. I, I wasn't hungover. I was just like super 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 tired like i just kept on falling asleep in and out and i mean i was moving around i i had to move around because i just didn't want to like lay around the whole time i um uh but yeah it was it was just a little bit too rough um the following day so i actually did my progression from what i drank the entire day and it went like this you got a you got a spray chart yeah it went for it went in this order it went Beer, bourbons, back to beer, back to bourbon, uh, some sips of some Vizzy, back to bourbon, then Guinness, then tequila, then back home for another, for a couple high noons, and then a nightcap with the beer. So I did 10 alternating. That, the going from the bourbon to the Guinness and then tequila. I mean that's a death sentence. I, I I think I just stuck to beer and bourbon the whole night, except for I will say Joey P. I love you. 
I think you're, it was your idea. You're the tequila guy in the group. I think it was your idea to get the tequila. And I think that's what out, that did every, everyone in. The cork and carry tequila shots was the beginning of the end for Deloney. Yeah, and then not only that, like doing going back to the parking lot and doing some post gate, some post tailgating. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, obviously we were we didn't bring any like pussy bourbon. Like it was like all the high proof, all the high proof shit. So it was we were had the old Forester that was one hundred and thirty, the Stag one hundred and thirty two, whatever. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's all barrel proof stuff. Yeah, we we brought we brought the heat, man, and. Maybe that's not the smartest idea when you're trying to. Um, Here's the last one of the year. Marathon drinking, but go big or go home, right? Well, I I went to bed then. I went to bed that night around two in the morning, so I it was a good like eleven hours for me of drinking because yeah, I came I came back home and as I told you guys, I got my my sister and brother in law staying with us for a bit, and yeah, we just came home. They came home from a wedding that night, so it was like let's keep going. <laughs> so we were all in the kitchen, and I had some more high noons, and then I was like. Oh wait, I'm drinking. Of, I'm drinking Sarah's high noons. Let me go. Let me go pop open these beers that I still have in the cooler. So credit credit to you, man. There's no way I was even thinking about drinking after we left Cork and Carries. So I'll give you credit for that, man. That's impressive. I mean, yeah, that's. Oh yeah, Jimbo. If if just bring your bring your liver because he's got, we, we got to get we got to get Jimbo slice and we got to get Richie Chicago in on the whiskey at Comiskey's. He they met us out for a game. Me and my wife out for a game early uh or middle of the summer but we didn't do the full effect of the whiskey at comiskey that day so he uh you guys got to make it out for sure dude i was i was so i was so hung over sunday morning that i brought my own bloody mary like mixing everything to my buddy's house i was like i need i need i need bloodies asap so we're gonna talk about like you know the best beers later in the show but Harry or the dog, man. On, on days like Sunday, like you need to get you got you kind of have to chase the dragon, right? Like I had a yep. beer at the at the at the Bears game just to level, level me out. No, we 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 just got there right in time for the for the game, but we did get beers. So like my uncle got two beers for everyone, and that was the thing that leveled me out. I actually needed that, so I, I had the two beers kind of leveled me, put me back at neutral, and then when I got home. I poured a spicy ass michelada. And I mean, that's the way to do it. You know, just like something spicy that really kind of gets you back in gear. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah. So apparently, yeah, cork and carry. I haven't, you know, I haven't drank like that at post game bar in a while. But um, thanks to like, you know, the 108 guys and all of the followers of the P1s of the bums who uh, came out and, you know, party with us and, it was fun. I can't wait for next year, honestly. Like, you know, like the progression of our tailgates, like this was the first year we did them, did them or anything like that. And the progression from, you know, spring to summer to now and even the wrestling one we did at All Out. Um, I'm just excited for next year, you know, like getting the ball rolling and stuff like that. It was a it was a lot of fun. So credit to you, Jason. Credit to Johnny. Credit to our significant others for helping us out throughout the summer. Um, but it was a lot of fun. So thank you to everybody. Yeah. So, um Apparently there's some some video. <laughs> yes. So we'll we'll wrap it up with this because <laughs> it was a hell of a time. And right um right this afternoon, Aloha Mr. Hand, shout out to him and the Tainted, Tainted Glove Network. Uh he sent us a DM. And I was like, holy shit, this was the very end of Cork and Carries. And um I'm just gonna play it and let it speak for itself. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God I wasn't. Thank God I wasn't in that. Thank you. Thank you to, uh, Joey P and Joel for being my uh, my dance partners. Um, that was I was just bringing back Studio sixty three, man. Like I, I will say, like they they were playing some really good music. I mean, for our age, they had the Ford of the Floor song, and then you know Diamond Girl and stuff like that. They were playing some Dusties. Uh, also, shout out to that handrail for actually being securely <laughs> fastened to the ground and holding my drunk fat ass up with one arm. You know, like I mean, I might be a little old and overweight now, but 
the knees are a little sore, but I can still kind of get low a little bit, you know. Also, no free ads, but Socks in the Basement just got one because they had that <laughs> banner. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what happens, though, when you play, like, old school, like, booty juking music. You know, if I mean, if Percolator came on, like, that might have been the death of me. I might have. <laughs> I might have been at a table, like, shaking my ass or something if Percolator came on or something. Twerking for dollars. Yeah, I had no idea that uh, that that video was sent and then or taken at the time. I was just so oblivious. Or so maybe I, I don't remember. I didn't I don't, notice, and I just didn't care. I was like, I don't remember like half the night me at corks and stuff like that. Apparently, my wife said that my sock summer kissed me. So thank God there's no video of that either. I'm gonna have to talk to him later. <laughs> what was going on? I mean, you know, everyone, you're a very attractive man, Peter. So I wouldn't. I don't blame him. So, um, so yeah, that was. That was our our weekend at Whiskey at Comiskey, and obviously next season there'll be some more tailgates and more bourbons, and we'll see. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll make it down the down to Mitchell's or something after a post game. Oh man, I haven't been there since. It's, I don't think I've been there. No, I've been there at Mitchell's, but I, I we used to hang out at Puffers all the time. Johnny, that was our stomping grounds for a long, long time. Back in the day, yeah. I haven't been down there in a long time. So yeah, maybe we can make it back. Uh, pull up Jimbo's comment. What? No, the the one be- the previous one. What's going on behind that sign? There was a lot of bumping and grinding behind that <laughs> sign, Jimbo. Like, there was a lot of like just ooh, like yeah, bringing it back old school. And no, I, I honestly I couldn't run for president years before this, anyways. So, I mean, well, we, we can we can run. I can run. My yeah, polling can... my polling numbers are still high. I'm going to I'm going to get all the I'm going to get all the the people out of the woodwork from my clubbing days and <laughs> yeah, no. stories. Let me let me tell you about this guy running for president, huh? Like, oh boy, let me I might I might get canceled pretty quickly at that point. Um so, speaking of being canceled, White Sox have officially been canceled this season. Uh it Cleveland is. has officially won the AL Central as a surprise to no one. <laughs> we had a little hope there at end of uh August, beginning of September, but then when push came to shove, when they needed that three-game sweep against the Guardians, they went whole oh, fucking um, sound of music. So long, farewell, as Vita say goodbye. Oh man, that was pretty good. Thank you. Um, so yeah, they just basically didn't decide not to show up, and then after that loss, they decided to take the rest of the week off. <laughs> they lost every game in that homestand. So shout out to um, the Sox for not only shit in the bed but shitting it fucking epic i mean they shit down their legs yeah they, they shit, th- shit the bed shit down their legs they lick they liquid shitted down their legs that that yeah. wasn't even like a like a little shark that was that was like, full-blown oh White fuck castles. i need to, i need to throw out my pants and boxers right now because yeah and I'm, someone got a towel i can walk home with um yeah so I, what can you what can you say right like they just didn't show up when when you needed them the most they just flat out didn't show up so credit to cleveland like Everybody expected them to crumble. Everyone expected them to fail. And no way, man. They're they're gamers. At least they showed they gave a shit. I on this podcast one week ago, I talked about how the Minnesota Twins just rolled over and died and they had no pride and like they should be ashamed of themselves. White Sox did the exact same thing one week later. So it's like, what can we what there's nothing else you can say. And we've talked about it for 104 podcasts now. Like, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but like these guys. Top front office, managers, players, there's no one that doesn't, like, they, there's no excuse for all of them. Because, you know, we talked about Tony La Russa not being there, and Miguel Cairo is now the savior. Well, Miguel Cairo shit down his leg, too, and the players did the same thing. So it's like, everyone's culpable. Yep. And there's a report today from, what, Michael Deportes or whatever oh, the guy, my guy Miguel Deportes or whatever yeah. the guy is. Like the, I don't believe anything no, he says. No, that that's like the Hector Gomez group motherfuckers who always you know say they got like the sock scoops and then they're completely hundred percent wrong. Well, he's the Hispanic Bob Nightingale. That's exactly what he, he is. is. Like, everything and, he everything he reports is. And whenever he reports something, he fails, and then I change my Twitter name to Baloney Deportes. Yeah. Um. So I mean, we'll be interested to see what the off season was. Uh, Wait, but what what was his report? Oh, that the Sox and Larusa are gonna uh, part ways at the end of the season. Not a shock. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he failed up, but hopefully he's gone, gone. 
No, that's a great point because I've seen it a couple of different places, and, and it's the same thing we talked about with Garpax and Kenny Williams and everyone else in this town, and especially anybody under Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah, they're gonna give them some sort of commemorative title, some sort of bullshit title. They're they're not gonna get rid of them. They're just gonna move them to you know quote unquote like front office capabilities or, or capacities, and then that's it. Because yeah, I don't think he, I don't think Jerry Reinsdorf has the balls to fire him twice. No. Johnny, you think he's gone? No. I, I, I mean, uh, moving up to a different position, yeah. I I just don't think they're going to – because I think he still has like one year left on his contract. Um, yeah, so they're, I don't think they're they're going to move him at all um, just to, to a different position. But, you know, I, I, I had a little bit of high hopes for, you know, when, when they uh, – I wouldn't say little high hopes. You know, I, I had some sort of like, you know – I got a little excited when they did hire him. Um, I, I told you guys, I know everybody else was all like upset about it. I'm like, well, let's just see how it is. Like, just give the guy a shot and all that. And obviously I'm it when I'm wrong, you know, I mean, this has gone terribly wrong. Um, and I'm not going to, I would say the majority of this has to do with his coaching, but I mean, you also have to blame players as well too. I mean, there's sometimes like, if, I mean, we talked about it. They just, there's times where I feel like they don't give a shit. You know, and you need good clubhouse guys in there. Um, I forgot who I was talking to at the tailgate, but you, they were bringing up like bringing back Elvis Andrews, and I thought he was a good addition uh, to the clubhouse uh, when they got him, um, and possibly maybe moving him to second base. Um, but I mean, you need a true second baseman. You need a right fielder. I mean, you need a lot. And I feel like, to me, I don't anybody who was on that team, I think, can be tradable. Um, at this point, whoever they have on that team, um, if you could if you could make that team better, I feel like there's nobody maybe that maybe other than maybe Cease or 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 I don't know. I mean, Cease, to... Abri- Cease, Vaughn, and Eloy, I think are untradeable. You, I think you have... Eloy is. I think Vaughn is 100 percent the first person you try to trade out of this I, team. With the, and, so that's you have no. And so you have no, that, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go. No, so what I'm saying is that you know, yes, it's it was kind of the whole thing. Remember me, Jace, me and Jason were were upset when Dane Dunning got traded. You know, we thought that he was going to be high and all that. You know, uh, you know, high prospect and everything. And obviously, he's not doing great right now. Um, but you never know. How, you know, he's still young and all that. But um, right now, your windows is is going to close soon, and we're now into what year three of the actual like. Or what's going to be like yep. year three or year, no, going into year? Well, year two and a half, basically, because like yeah. COVID kind of derailed. Yeah. Everything so, but so. I mean, we yeah, we made two playoff appearances of what, and only one one game out of that whole time or two games. Um, it's it's just right now you have to figure something out because the team that you guys can the team that's constructed right now that we have you have to if it's Andrew Vaughn he's not a right fielder and if you could find an actual right fielder to play that position then so be it like you don't know if you're going to sign Abreu or if he's going to come back or he's going to come back on a team friendly deal obviously we all want to keep Abreu cuz he still has he's I feel like he still has um he has he has a little bit more left in the tank I feel that he can still produce at his age I mean look at Pujols I mean look at the way he you know He's playing, and the Cardinals are, are you know, they're playing. You rarely run. I'm not going to say that Abreu is going to be like, you know, you know, his MVP numbers, but he's definitely a good clubhouse guy. And we need to figure something out. Han or Kenny Williams or whatever. Kenny Williams got to go, man. I mean, something has to they change. They all got to go. They all have yeah, to they go. all have to go. And it's just something has to change right here because, like I said, your window is closing. So, Jason, um, I wanted to ask you real quick. Uh, I was going to say Pujols would come into Sox and be Adam Dunn. no but realistically i think i had this conversation with joey p and joel before we forgot about you blacked out (laughs) yes exactly but beef loaf had the article this morning saying what do you do with jose abreu and i had told joey and joel like i still think he's one of your better players on this team and until that changes i think you keep him i'd rather take two years of Jose Abreu at first base, then who knows what Andrew Vaughn is? Because right yeah. now, Andrew Vaughn is not better than Jose Abreu, and he's not better than Eloy. So I'm just taking those two. Eloy's second half was unbelievable. 
he's the only pe- person on that team that pitchers were afraid of. You know, they were pitching away from him. They were pitching around him. Um, he was obviously the second half of the season didn't, didn't go the way we expected, but his second half was lights out. So if he could, like, I, that's the kind of stuff that, like, stands out to me. So it's like, I don't think Vaughn is going to get to Eloy's level of at-bats. So I'd rather have Vaughn as the, I mean, um, Eloy as the DH and Pito at first base for the time being. Because Joey said the window slam close. Realistically, I think they could retool and go back to the playoffs next year. Um, we shit a lot on this White Sox team, but the division is just so weak. The Guardians took it this year, but there's no chance they do it again next year. I, I really do think as long as you retool, and the problem is I don't have faith in Rick Hahn or Kelly Williams to do the proper things, but there's still a lot of talent on this team. So yeah. I think the window is in the next two years, and and for those next two years, I keep Abreu. Um, so, yeah, I want to table this conversation because I want to talk about this after the season's over. We yeah. can talk about what the White Sox, sh- like potential moves and everything, um, so we'll have that discussion at the end of the season. Um, but we got to, like, obviously, rest in peace, 2022 with White Sox. You gave me about, like, 187 new gray hairs this year. So you can see, like, and I got, I'm all a lot more gray now. Um, I had to shave my beard because I'm pretty much, like, just, you know, Santa Claus now. And it's all because of the 2022 White Sox. Um, so rest in peace. See you next. Fuck you and see you next year. Yeah. Pour one out right. for them. That's right. So, all right, we got to talk. We it is it is a Bears victory Monday, so we do need to talk some Bears. Um, now, I am going to preface this by saying I was moving fridges. I was well, quote unquote, moving, um, and also extremely hungover. So I didn't focus a hundred percent on the Bears like I usually do. Um, there has not been any update, I believe, on David Montgomery. He left the game first quarter. Did you? Hear anything? So it sounds like he um, kind of skated away without anything serious. Okay. Right now, last time I heard on the radio, it was a knee sprain and possibly also an ankle sprain. But I don't think it was anything with no ligaments, you know, no broken bones or anything like that. Okay. So obviously this game was a tale of two cities. It was an amazing, amazing run game by Khalil Herbert that rest of the game after Montgomery went down. And we said it last week, the Bears offensive line is pretty, pretty damn good at run blocking. They can push people around. On the flip side, two catches by Mooney. He doubled his production in one game. And two catches by Komet. He 200%ed his production in one game. So, I mean, that the passing offense is still fucking hot garbage. And historically bad. His yeah, this is this is getting ridiculous. This is like John Fox level bad almost. It's it's close to as bad as it gets. So remember last week, even though it was the loss against Green Bay, and I had bright sides to everything about us. This week, I've got downsides. So I mean, I got just the, a couple. No, of the, you can't you can't say like it was good to see Herbert. Like he fucking was like star of the show, right? Obviously, it was great seeing Roquan. Like back and you know, obviously he got the pick. yeah, Roquan doing Roquan things. He wants that bag, so he's gonna fucking play his ass off this year. But Jesus Christ, Justin Fields, man, I, what did he throw like eleven passes, twenty passes, something? What what was it? This is a third game in a row with fewer than ten completions. Okay, so, so it was eleven. Histor- it was like a, okay, historically but, bad. Do, do you seven, have the stat? I I got hold on. So seven red zone snaps, zero pass plays. So that tells you they have no faith in the pass passing game whatsoever. 14 third downs and only they they only threw the ball four times on third down. They only threw the ball four out of 14 times. 23 completed passes in three games total. Dude, there's Josh Allen gets 23 completed passes in a half sometimes. Right. Three games, 23 completed passes. Kyler Murray threw 59 passes yesterday. So I was at the game. And our family seats are in three, 354. That's right on the end zone. I'm basically, me and Joel are watching the All-22 film play, or play in and play out. He, Justin Fields played terrible. I'll, I'll get that out of the way right now. Complete terrible game by him. Like, he, he looked under, 
underprepared. He looked overwhelmed. He the passes, the interceptions he threw were terrible interceptions. The one thing that stood out about this game, seeing it from where we were sitting, no one is open at all. Anytime there, there was a play to Cole Komet where he flat out missed them. Cole Komet was open maybe like four times during the game where we noticed it. We're like, holy shit, Cole Komet's open. Justin Fields is looking downfield or looking the other way. But besides those four plays, literally no one's open at all, ever. So it's like, I don't know the what Texans, he's supposed to the do. The Texans defense, like against the pass, isn't, you know, it's not elite. You're not, you don't have Jalen Ramsey, you know, on the Texans. Like you should be able to light him up. So again, we all, we said that this was like one of the shittiest wide receiving cores in all of football. And if Mooney's not the guy, Mooney's not getting, making his breaks, getting separation, it's not going to go. And I'm at the point now where it's like, this is going to be so historically bad that teams are going to just start loading up the box yeah. against Montgomery and Herbert. 10 people in the box. Right. And say, dare Justin Fields to beat me. I mean, sure, maybe Fields can like make some, you know, avoid some sacks, make some, get some space, like make, run scramble, get some first downs. Ryan Poles needs to fucking see what we see, and maybe it's time to start making some like throwing some darts and getting some desperation moves. I, I might get some shit for this, but maybe you trade, you get a low round pick for Kenny Galladay. Obviously, the Giants don't want him. Is he washed yeah. up? I don't know. Is he better than fucking um, or Emmanuel St. Brown? <laughs> Equinemius St. Brown? Yes. Um, Will Fuller's still on the market. Is he healthy? I don't know. He's probably still better. Brian, yeah. Pringle, went, Brian Pringle went out again with an injury. Yeah. So we're going to bring hurt. we're, we're going to bring up another guy from the fucking practice squad for a fucking cup of coffee. Like, no, go out and make a trade for someone who's not being utilized. Go out and fucking sign some of these guys that are still on the market. Beck is OBJ going to want to play for the bears. Fuck no, but throw him enough money. He might consider it. Like yeah, he, the, the thing something. is, I, I agree with you. I, I think that's something they should have addressed in the off season. And we all talked about it. Like, yeah, the Will Fullers of the world. Remember, I feel like Amari Cooper went to the Browns for way cheaper than we expected. It was like, it was a fifth round pick or something. So like, like that. there was, there was things they could have done to help Justin Fields along and they didn't. And now, even if they do sign somebody, or, or find somebody off the practice squad or trade for someone, I don't think much is going to change until next year. So we still got, what, 13 games of, or 14 however games. many games, yeah, of of this. There's It's not going to get much better. And it's scary because Julie and I went, were at the Pittsburgh game, and that, that Monday night Pittsburgh game against the Bears, and I thought this was the beginning of Justin Fields coming out party. Even though they lost that game, he looked... Like he took control of that offense and he took control of that second half. But ever since then, I feel like he's regressed. And that's what's scary is like he had all the games last year and now the offseason and now this. And I don't know, maybe it's a bad start to the season, but he just doesn't look the same. He doesn't look I mean, like the same player of that Monday night game. I mean, maybe he's he not picking up the offense from Getsy. I don't know. I mean, it looked they looked really, really good in the preseason. Now I know that. They, you know, you dial the playbook back in preseason and everyone's playing their second and third string guys, but they looked like a competent offense at times in the preseason. And I I really don't get it now. I, I mean, I don't want to put it all on Getze because like he's come from Green Bay. He's worked with Rodgers before. Like, you know, I don't want to say like, okay, he's the next Matt Nagy, you know, but. I think it, part of it is also polls not giving it, not doing enough on the offense. Okay, like we said it, we said it during the draft when they went one two on defense, or two tree on defense because they didn't have the first yeah, object. when two, they went three. two, went two tree on defense right away. That we're like we all thought they were going to take like an offensive lineman or something, and then they just went defense right away. And it's like okay, if you're drafting the best guy available, like I get it, but it's the best guy available maybe wasn't a wide receiver at the time. Or so. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a scout. I don't know, but they should have, they should, they need to do more. I think there needs to be some trades. Like I said, I know the giants aren't playing Kenny Galladay. He's been like inactive or like getting only a hand, like one or two snaps a game. Um, but maybe you take the call on the giants and see, like, can we give you a seventh round pick for, for Galladay? Like I, I still remember he was really, really good in, in uh the in Detroit, 
And maybe he just doesn't want to, maybe he's not Brian Dabble's guy and he's not getting, you know, a play time. And maybe he doesn't have a relationship with, you know, Daniel Jones, but maybe he might make one with Fields. But Daniel point, Jones isn't much better. No, I'm just saying, but yeah, at this that's point, I'm saying. like, I don't care. Like, just do something yeah. to make this, yeah. make it seem like you're actually making an effort to make this team better because I cannot watch this offense pretend like it's 1976 again and run the ball fucking 35 times a game. But that's the thing. That's what's going to keep them in games. And we talked about it. This is going to be one of these seasons where the schedule kind of it's 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 an easy-ish, easy-ish schedule. Well, no schedule is easy in the NFL. The Giants are playing. We got the Giants next week, and I think they gave them – what is this? Uh, Giants have given up 162 yards on the ground so far to the Cowboys. So you just run you're, – you're going to run the ball – and the, know, game's 30 out, the game's got six minutes up in the fourth. So um, the Bears defense and running the ball. I, I mean, we we hate it, but that's what they're good at. That's what they're going to do. Like, and I'm OK with it. You know, limit the amount of errors Justin Fields is going to make at this point. Limit the amount of times he has to drop back with this O-line that's kind of still patchwork during pass, um, like pass blocking. They, they they could push people around. We we said it. They could run the hell out of the ball. Run it yeah. three times and 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 see what happens. But yeah, well, man, that's it's going to be a lot they, of this. That's what they for the did on the Sundays. So yeah, there's a there's not much. Like I'm not the one thing I will say. I'm not ready to just throw the, you know, throw Justin Fields on and be like he's not the guy. Like it's just not. That's not how it works. You know, for the longest time, Jalen Hurts, people in Philadelphia, you know, hated him, and he had basically the same start to the to his career as Justin Fields has. Now look at him this year. Like they look like, but he has weapons. He has people around him that help him. So even, even uh, Trevor Lawrence. Now Trevor Lawrence was like a fucking great quarterback now too. So that's what I'm saying. Fucking like taking I'm, down the cheat, the chargers like that. Like I'm not ready to be like Justin Fields is a bum because the jury's still out. And obviously we have the rest of this season and I'm, I'm almost willing to give him another season because without weapons, like there's not much he can do. And obviously he's running, for his life, he he. Well, how many yards did he have this this game? Um, hold on, let me pull it up right here. Justin Fields. Hey, he didn't run the ball a lot. Yeah, so eight eight carries for forty seven yards. So it's like you know that they're gonna have to scheme around that too. It's like give them some more designed carries or give them some more you know play action kind of rollouts or something. But yeah, just passing the ball and dropping back is just not gonna do it this at so, least not this year. So next five games. And remember, we always they always say in the NFL, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. Next five games are Giants, Vikings, Commanders, Patriots, and Cowboys. Giants are Giants aren't that good. Okay, Vikings, that's probably definitely a loss. But Wentz sucks. Patriots aren't going to have Mac Jones, and Cowboys don't have Dak Prescott. Yeah, no, they're so, all winnable games. Even the yeah. Vikings game, I, the Vikings are a much better team with much better weapons, and that should be a loss. But it's a division game, so you never know what happens. But I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they're going to be in a lot of these games, whether we like it or not. And maybe they're hurting their draft picks. Uh, but it is what it is. Yeah. So let's, like I said, let's hope that next week against the Giants, I will probably not. Hopefully, I'll be watching the game because I'll be in Arizona. Um, hopefully, I can find a bar at ten o'clock in the morning that will show the. Arizona is Chicago South. You will have That's no true. problem finding a Bears. That's game. true. I, I didn't, re- oh, I didn't yeah. realize that all, yeah. all the retirees yeah. down there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if we said it's about the Texans, let's hope they make adjustments and make something happen against the Giants. That's all we're asking. Like maybe give Mooney more than two catches for like 10 yards. Maybe give Komet more than two catches also, but he dropped a couple. Yeah, I will say. We're complaining about Getsy, and I'm still jury's still out on Eberflus. <laughs> At least he didn't get out coached by Lovey, because Lovey Lovey did some classic Lovey stuff this game, which helped us out in the long run. <laughs> to bring back like bring back some PTSD. The the, the the that challenge that he had, uh, challenging the fumble and just little things like, oh god, this was this. We just, I just looked at, at Joel and be like, this is classic Lovey. So yeah, I mean, at least. Eberflus is more competent than Lovey Smith. I don't know if and that's saying. I, yeah, was, I, a win's a win. Yeah, a win is a win. And I will say, the one thing I do like about so far with Eberflus is this team is disciplined. They have yeah. not shoot themselves in the foot with stupid penalties and all that shit we saw under Nagy. And they're oh. they're disruptive. They're causing you know they had two forced fumbles that they didn't pick up. But Kyler still Gordon, causing looked, the fun- Kyler Gordon looked like he made a step too. 
or Kyle Gordon. Sorry. Well, yes, but also they're picking on him very much in the past game too. But that's going to happen. You know, that's going to happen as a rookie. Yeah. So. All right. Let's talk, let's end the sports talk. Let's talk some nonsense here because we're... before we talk nonsense. Oh yes, more... yes. Thank you, Peter. So I gotta get my promo face on right here in. Two weeks, everyone, our Bears versus Vikings watch party. Like I said, we just said it might be a win. It might be a loss. It's what Kirk Cousins is going to show up. We don't know. But anyways, um, Jack's Place, March or October 9th, you have to be there. we got a taco cart from Don Pepe's. Uh, food truck's going to be doing tacos all game. We have some halftime shenanigans, which I don't want to officially announce yet. But we, it'll be fun. We if we think it's gonna go through and we were hoping to announce it this week. Um Jax is gonna have their brunchy bloody Mary, which if you've seen the pictures of it on our socials, it looks it's a meal in itself. And I'm just gonna slam one of those as soon as I get in. Um everyone who shows up gets a t-shirt front courtesy of Jax. We're gonna have some other giveaways that no purchase necessary. We're gonna announce those uh later on, hopefully this week as well. And we're going to be doing a live recording of the Bumcast. If you were there for our whiskey at Comiskey, I showed my feet. There, I promise I won't show any other body parts this this show. But I also cannot make any promises depending on how much alcohol I have. So maybe I'll if sh- Diamond Girl plays or if Ford I, of I, plays, I, I might just all I might just show my ass or something. On yeah, everyone might see. But I have do I do have a nice butt. So okay, hold on. You can't just say that and just look, we're going to gloss over it. I got a nice spot. Just take my word for it. Unless you. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so be there. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 move on. Let's move. No, on. that let's pause I had. I had one pause, and I'm like, all right, we're just gonna have a dumper off and see who's got the best dumper. <laughs> I, I'm proud of my butt too. October night, Jacks play Chicago Ridge. Be there, because it's gonna be a fun time. All right. So now on to our nonsense segment. We were gonna talk about we. Teased it when we were drunk last week. Um, we're going to power rank the best times for to have a beer. And it could be a time or a scenario. A little, little yeah. leeway on that. Th- this idea, I know, I, and I remembered it after we had talked about it on the podcast last last week. I'm pretty sure the Dog Walker or, or Bar, Eddie Barstool did like a podcast on this. Yeah, but we're not. We're, don't, don't, I don't, don't want to steal. Us, yeah, don't add yeah. us that we're stealing everyone's content. This, everyone, everyone power ranks their there are times for a beer. And this like, happened organically last week. We were talking, we were talking with Joey P and, and, and uh Fishbones was in the comments and, and this all kind of happened organically. And we said, all right, next week we'll have our, our power ranking for, for best times for a beer. Yeah. So who wants to go first? I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll start it off. I'm going to go with, or you know what, Johnny, you start it off. Go for, go, we're going five to one, right? Five, 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 four, four, four. Going nah, just, way? just, just power rank your five. Just rattle, rattle them just off. All right. Rattle them off. Let's, Okay, well, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna say it. It's not really like in no particular order, but um, so I would say uh, going to a sporting event, either stadium, arena, uh, having a beer at a game, uh, regardless of where you're at, you know, baseball, football, hockey, um, always a good time just to you know crack one open and just you know have a couple drinks with your friends, um. I'd say anniversary beer, um, you know, if, whether if it's like a work, you know, anniversary or, you know, you're you're celebrating like an anniversary couple wise or any type of anniversary. I always feel like that's always a good time to have a drink. I, I always um, I usually just do like I'm, for me for anniversaries, it's like cocktail wine or something like that. Like, but I guess there's a lot of beers being drank at anniversaries hey, too. people celebrate however they want to celebrate. I know. I'm just saying I, I, yeah. I think I do. I do wine, but that's me. Okay, keep going, Johnny. No. Yeah. Um, I would say after working around the house, like a project, like if you're painting or if you're, you know, cutting the grass or that's a anything one. around that's the house. One. Yeah, anything around the house that you you did or or a project you were working on afterwards, you know, crack one open. So um Super Bowl. You know, Super Bowl, big day, all that, you know, you go, you know, you're hanging around with a bunch of friends and all that and um you know, it's just uh, it, you know, it's always good to have a, a drink. You know, for probably one of the biggest games in in uh, in the world. But I would say even a bigger uh, um, game would be, and it's coming up here soon, is World Cup beer. I mean, that's a great call. Yeah, yeah I mean, Super Bowl is Sac- is S- it's soccer bar. But no, I'm just saying, like Super Bowl is the epitome of like beer and fried food. Like yes. so, like that's. 
like no one, no one's, I mean, maybe you do a, a touchdown shot or whatever, but it's, it's always beer and yeah. fried food for Super Bowl. World yeah. Cup too. Nothing beats those like 9 a.m. World Cup beers. And when, yes, you know, if there's Champions League, Champions League or, or, you know, or yeah, know, yeah, Euro Cup, Euro Cup, but for sure, World Cup beers, you know, when you're going to a bar and bars open at six in the morning or eight in the morning and you're watching soccer and having a beer before breakfast. That's a great call, Johnny. I, yeah. I do. I, I, I'm cheating a little bit over here. I do have one more. And okay, I will, a, I'll allow it. It's a it's a podcast beer, especially at Jack's place. podcast bourbon. So, oh, yeah, especially at Jack's bourbon, place. So. Yes. Uh, uh, that's yes. a great call. Yes. Yes. Jack's so, place, um, live bumcast beer. Yes. Good job. Yes. I like that, Johnny. Plug, plug, yep. plug. All right, Peter, wink, you're up wink, next. Wink. So this all started with you you're talking about the Michelob Ultra commercial running and stuff like that. And Fishbones had mentioned post hockey beer. And I only played hockey with Fishbones for like one summer and it was like adult learn to play. But it was like two hours long and you came out of those games sweating bullets. And there's nothing better than a post athletic feet beer. So back and I haven't had one of these beers in a long time. So I'll, I'll <laughs> preface it by saying that I used to be an athlete, you know, marathons or half marathons or hockey, soccer, anything post athletic beer. You know, when you're just like, get this uniform off of me and have a beer in the locker room. Can't beat it. So that's my number five. Now, my number four might sound weird. It might sound a little trashy. But I've done it twice, and I've done it with family after deaths of specific family members. But a post-wake or post-funeral beer, where okay. you're at a wake, and you know everyone's so tense, and and you know obviously it's because of something sad that's happened, and you just go to the parking lot for one. You're not getting drunk at a funeral or a beer, but everybody needs that one beer at a wake or funeral. I might have it too low at number four because. I remember having a couple beers, you know, with family members, you know, we're all dressed up. We, we walk to the, the parking lot and have one. And that's, that's a much needed beer. I, I remember the first time I saw that it was, I was probably in my mid twenties and I, I was, I was actually leaving the wake and I just stopped by and I saw like a whole bunch of dudes in the parking lot with their trunk pop slinging beers. And I was just like, I don't know if this is trashy or if it's awesome. Like I was really on the fences, and to this day, I still don't know if it if it is or not. Like it must, be, it might be the most needed beer. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not. You know, it might be trashy, but at at the moment, you don't give a fuck. You just need that beer, and so do all your friends and family members. So that's yeah, I that's, do a, say it a, that's lot. a yeah. Uh, number three is one I like to frequent. I, I work outside a lot in the heat. Shower beer. A shower beer after work or after anything, you're just, you know, hitting that cold water, hitting you and you're chugging something light. You know, shower beer can't be an IPA or anything like that. It's usually for me a Modelo, Coors Light, you know, something just to, you know, cool you down, if you will. Shower beer, shower beer. Number two, I think because of what it signified, oh my God, English, Peter, one time, thank you, airport beer. I mean... If you're no, having an I, airport beer, that means you're going places. You know, it's the start of something fun. You know, I have like to disagree with you on that point because I feel like more people do like cocktails or bloodies at the airport. I feel like cocktails are more like for airports than than beers. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think I feel like I see more people doing cocktails than than beers at the airport. Especially if you go to like the Mexican joints and the, like you go to Frontera, you're gonna do a margarita. I always you know? so. I mean, obviously, we don't. Tra- I don't travel much, but whenever I do, and I do go to Frontera, I get a torta and a modelo, or even okay. a, like a michelada or something like that. Okay, I did do like, a michelada, but then I followed it up with a paloma afterwards. So, but for what it for, for what it signifies? Why can't I say that word? For what it signifies, you know, it's the start of something. You you know, if you're having that airport beer, that airport drink, you know, you're tying one on for the next you know week. Well, you also know me. I pack my quart my quart size Ziploc bag with all my shooters <laughs> in there as well. So I already know that I'm going to be doing some cocks on the plane. Um, just give me a glass of Coke or some Sprite and I'll just glug, glug, glug. And then my last one is golf course beer. I mean, you know, you guys know me on the weekends. I love the, I love the golf and it's the same thing for what it signifies. You know, you get the next four and a half, five hours and you crack one 
and you have a good time with your friends. Yep. All right. Oh yes, that's that's. I'll, I'll give that an honorary for me. Number six. That'll a be beer pong beer, especially at my Halloween party when it's black light beer pong. I will so. say, you know, just a drinking game beer. That should yeah. that that is an honorable mention. Yeah. You know, you, you're doing cup, flippy, flippy cup, cup yep. whatever. Yep. Royal Rumble beer. flippy cup. Yeah. Yeah. That gets dangerous. Um, my number five is one of yours, Peter. Shower beer. Um, Shower but beers. Not for, but not for not for your same reasons. Yours is for post work. Work. You know. No, mine's like the pregame before the pregame. Like that's like, all right, okay. I'm going. I'm going to go meet some people up. I'm going to be drinking for a pregame. I'm going to pregame before I even leave the house. So that's my that's my pregame. I like that. I like is that. shower beer. Um, number four. Thank God for, for for on this on for yesterday. Hangover beer. Nothing beats a hangover beer, especially if it's a nice Michelada. Especially like Saturday morning or after Saturday, I needed I needed a hair of the dog and. Nothing will beat a hangover beer. Maybe 100 percent But hangover beer is up there, especially so if it's the, in the, the hair of the dog. I'm a big subscriber of that. It just you have to get back to neutral. You have to just level yourself out. Yep. Great call. Yep. Number number three is the tailgate beer. I mean, you crack the beer before you even have your grill set up and your chairs and everything. It's like you drop that cooler, pop open a beer, and you know you're going for three, four hours in a tailgate. And nothing beats nothing beats a tailgate beer except maybe tailgate bourbon, which, <laughs> but we're not power ranking bourbons. So, well, so tailgate water tailgate beer reason. tailgate beer is number three. Uh, number two is uh, patio beer. I don't care if it's your patio, a bar's patio, but once that weather turns in Chicago and you have that, you know, nice, awesome spring weather, nothing beats a patio beer. Maybe not in the dog days of summer when it's you know humid as fucking 90 degrees outside but when it's those nice nice days or it, cool in the afternoon nothing beats a patio beer the first spring day you know that first warm spring day where you get to eat outside that, yep. that's a great call yeah patio beer and number one um happy hour beer it's always five o'clock somewhere post, but when post when, work beer. when friday when friday you know even if even if it's not friday but you get out of work and you just say ah fuck this shit you know Pop open a beer. Sometimes you. Sometimes it's a Monday, and you say, "You know what? Fuck it. I need a happy hour beer." That's okay. We're not going to judge. I did. A, I did a beer today at four o'clock on a Monday, and we just haven't stopped drinking the whole weekend. <laughs> no, I haven't. Well, I started putting together my Halloween decorations this afternoon, so I was like, "Ah, fuck it. I'm going to pop a." There beer. There we go. But, yeah. But so maybe maybe that's another honorable mention. How building Halloween decorations beer. I mean, that's a full time job for for you specifically. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, those are our power rankings for top five times for a beer. Yeah. Shout out to Joey. Shout out to Fishbones. They kind of spurred on this uh, discussion last week. Yep. All right, Peter, usually I do a question of the week. What is your question this week? I have a question of the week and this is something, this was a discussion spurred on by my wife watching Shark Tank and I didn't watch the episode, but she explained it to me afterwards and now I we talked about it for a little while, and now I want to talk to you guys about it for a while. What's the life cycle or what's the, you know, what's your life cycle on a pair of underwear? On a, How like, long do you think a pair of underwear that you have lasts? How old is your underwear? A couple years. Maybe three. I, I, I wear it till the holes, the holes start coming. Once the seams start, once the, <laughs> the seam cracks, till the wheels fall off. Yeah, once the seam cracks, it's and it's done. And maybe, maybe if it's just like a tiny rip, I'll let it slide. But <laughs> once, like, once I can stick my finger in it, like, it's done. It goes, it goes away. Or something else is coming out of it. <laughs> uh, I haven't, I haven't done anything on the on the back end. It's only on the, it's only on the top end. Well, that's what I'm saying. You gotta. <laughs> You know, a little something poking out. Let me check. All right, stop it. Johnny. What about if you don't wear underwear? Oh, no, don't do that. What are you, you, Kramer? Like just free balling everywhere? Yeah. Free falling. No. Um, Free balling. Free fall. Um, Yeah, free balling. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long I've, I've, you know, yeah, probably that, that probably is like two to like three years or i mean i do like buying new stuff too you know so um, and then so this was our discussion was i've had i, I probably have underwear I'll, I, I'll admit it i probably have underwear that's six seven years old but my underwear drawer is like a double drawer 
I must have like 40 pairs of underwear in there. So I'm yeah, only wearing lot, one. Yeah. I So I'm only wearing one like once every other month or something like that, you know? So like they're getting more usage. There's less miles on my car, if you will. So yeah, I've got some older underwear, but yeah, it's like, you run them until the wheels fall off, right? That's that was the that was the yeah. Discussion. Like I said, once you get once you can stick a finger through the hole, that's when you know it's it's done. Duluth Trading Company. Hey, maybe we have to. Maybe we need to get Duluth to, to sponsor us. Oh, so yeah. here's the deal. I I we, we there was a Duluth right by uh, Sears Center at All Out, and one time I stopped in there beforehand. I didn't realize those underwear is way too expensive, man. Like, like this is like a thirty, forty dollar underwear. I, I don't think I could pull that. You know, you don't got, you don't got that kind of money. I mean, dude, you were buying socks every day for your, for the time being. You don't tell me you, know, you can't afford fancy underwear. Yeah, but a pair of socks, you get like you know ten in a pack, and and you know I'm only spending thirty dollars for the whole month of new socks. You gotta think one that pair was of like, underwear. That was like bucks, ten years you know? ago too. That was I like go through a pair ago. of underwear in like a like you know like an afternoon session. No. Yeah, I mean, you probably, I mean, in your line of work, dude, you probably got swamp ass. Exactly. You, know, you probably want to carry, carry, carry like two the, or three pairs with you. And, and, then, and that's the other reason why I have so many is just like you just run through them. Did you ever have to like knock on a neighbor's house and be like, hey, can I use your bathroom? I need to make a change here. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not putting <laughs> mid-work, uh, mid-work chonas on. Okay, because I know I know when I used to be off on Mondays, you frequented my, my bathroom during the day. I was more, maybe you. Well, that was I. I know you, and you know sometimes we get El Gallo for lunch and stuff like that. And <laughs> I have to use them for other reasons. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. Well, that's a good question, Peter. I'm happy you uh, brought that up. Thank you. Appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm, I was happy I'll I was be, able to ask a question for. Yeah, uh, I'll be back. I'll be back next week, hopefully, with my question. I gotta think. There of you one. go. All right. Let's bump some people. People. Let's do it. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum. A bum. Um, I'm going to start it off here. My bum was brought to my attention that my bum might not be a bum after all. So. It, I would say to be determined. I would say put a pin on that specific bum. We don't know the whole stories of that bum. Yeah. So so I guess I'll go back to my original bum of the week, which, Peter, I told you not to clip the video, but um, it was a guy for, like, Milwaukee AAA. He pimped his home run, and it turned out to be it, didn't, it wasn't a home run. So it, it would have been more funny if we saw the video. Yeah, there. that was on but, us. I should have clipped it anyway. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, a, bad, I'm a bad host here. Um, my MVB, though, is the Insane Parlay. For finally fucking hitting. Oh, that was good. What was it? Plus right, thirteen yeah. something? Plus no, plus sixteen ninety-five. That's crazy, man. So shout out to the uh Steelers and the Browns and Nick Chubb for making that come true. Um that'd be a nice payday, but the insane parlay finally hit. So I got that monkey off my back. I thought I could run it back on Sunday. Turns out that the 49ers and Oh. Yep, a little too soon there. Premature. <laughs> Premature ejaculation, Peter. Um, turns out the 49ers and the Broncos are poop. They're just straight garbage, and I'm not. And that's why I didn't bet the insane parlay on tonight's game, um, because the the game was suck. Credit Joey B. He bet it with you. He did. He 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 was a believer. I might just have to start my own cult going forward. Of like, um, and I know Joey. I'm sorry. I had to say shout out to Nick Chubb. You know, but he scored in the last minute or so to put the insane part and then joey p with the text did the insane parlay just hit hell yeah it did that was a good shout out joey p yeah so i fucked up on my mv on my on my what a bum this week i should have done more research nah it's all right all right um johnny you're up uh i don't have a what a bum but i do have an mvb and um i actually talked about it a little bit a while ago was uh albert pujos you know, he got his mm -hmm. 700th uh, home run. And for him being in the league for a very long time, um, seeing somebody hit 700, it, it's been a while since we've we've got to that point. And I still can't believe that. I was, like, thinking to myself, so oh, maybe if he's hit, you know, still hangs around for maybe one more year or so, like, 
I didn't realize that Barry Bonds has like 762 home runs. So yeah, I, I no. thought that for some reason that somebody was going to pass that number up. Um, but I, I don't know when uh, you're, you're going to see the next one that hits 700. Cause I mean, Albert Pujols played for a very long time. And it's yeah, going to probably be it, a while. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a, a very long time. And obviously Albert Pujols, you know, he, he is one of those guys. Those one of those players, uh, one of those teammates that just everybody loves. And even like, you know, him being in the Cardinals organization, obviously he, he went to the angels as well too. Uh, I think everybody just, um, just praises Albert Pujols as, as, as a player and just like an ambassador to, to, to the game. Um, so kudos to him for hitting seven, you know, 700 home runs. And, you know, I mean, what a, I mean, what a career. I mean, what more can you say about that guy? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think he probably would have beat the record if he didn't have all those injuries. Yeah. You're probably right. Later in his later in his career. I thought Griffey well, that, would be, would be, you know, another one too. <laughs> And I don't know much. I mean, I don't follow the NL and I don't follow St. Louis. I don't think like, obviously he just plays so much better when he's in St. Louis compared to, you know, where do you go to the Dodgers for Angel, a while? The, oh no. Angels. Oh, the angels. Yeah. Well, he, like, did, he did. He did go to the Dodgers for a little yeah, bit. But, too. but I'm like, man, he's a Cardinal through and through. Yeah. Um, actually, Peter, before you close it out, um, I'm going to, I'm going to come in with a late minute bum here. Right, um, cool. It's, Bulls front office. They they had their media day today. Um, Casey Johnson um, had two quotes from Billy Donovan and Arturis. Um, Billy Donovan, this year is going to be way, way harder. The East is better. And uh, AK, when asked about his expectation, expectations are for the season, essentially said winning a playoff series because he said team must show improvement over last season. That quote pissed me off because he didn't do fucking shit to improve the Bulls this year. He's just basically riding it, you know, we're going to run it back. And I'm under the impression that Jerry said, you know what? We need to keep in second place this year because you guys are starting <laughs> to get a little too good. And now you got Lonzo Ball going underneath, you know, potential surgery. Um, are we going to get the same production from DeMar this, this season? Probably not, you know. And fucking Nico is still, or, you know, Vooch is still Vooch. You know, I like how you just went Nico on him. Yeah, it's true, though. Same. But yeah, they're they're basically just saying, well, yeah, you know, we're not so good this year. It's not because we didn't do anything. It's because the East is so much better now. Like, fuck you. Make your team better, motherfuckers. (laughs) Spoken like a true Jerry Reinsdorf team. 100 percent. Yeah, that was a good bump. They're they're already making they're already making excuses why they're going to finish sixth or seventh in the East this year. Yeah, that's a tough call. And I actually like Arturis and I like Mark Eversley. Um, I thought they've done about as good of a job as they can turning around this Bulls team from what the garbage guard packs gave them. But yeah, man, it was a tough presser. I saw the same quotes you saw. Um, I saw the, the you know, the uh, Twitter artic- articles and stuff like that. It was just uh, you just can't go out and say that, especially as a front office guy, you know, like yeah. make up an excuse. Do say something else as opposed to everyone got better and yeah. we didn't use, use the uh, use the White Sox excuse that Mikel Cairo was talk, talking about. How, like, Well, if we weren't injured, we probably would have been in wouldn't, wouldn't have been in a situation, you know, but Eloy was hurt and Yaz was hurt and Tim Anderson was hurt and we lost crochet at the beginning of the season. Like, good. I'm happy you guys are already making the excuses why your team fucking sucks and not because Tony LaRusso had this team of walking zombies for first five months of the year. Fuck Jerry. All right, I'm go. done. <laughs> sure. Peter. Yeah, sure? take us home. Take us home. All right. I got a couple bums and I, and I got a couple MVPs. Um, they, uh, the first MVB, and this is something that happened this week during the White Sox game. There's not much good that happened this week at Comiskey. But if you guys don't know, who the lead singer of Ghost is. His name is Papa Emeritus the Fourth, and he came out looking like a baseball fury. I got the I got the uh, the first pitch out there. I fucking love it. I, th- 
I thought that was Toy La Russa and Coco. <laughs> no, Johnny, I've talked to you. I've talked to you about it. I like. I love the band Ghost. Um, yeah. Liam Hendricks is a big fan of them, and he is talks about the, him listening to them, uh, like pumping up during uh, warm ups and stuff like that. I think he should. He should come out to that song in specific, specifically, as opposed to that mashup he usually comes out with. So um, I like that a lot. My other MVBs, and people might not like it, but it's the Cleveland Guardians. Um, not just for winning the AL Central, but for talking that shit and keeping the receipts. Because I'll play the videos of them celebrating. There's one of them where they say, fuck the White Sox, and one of them that says, fire Tony. And I love it, man. Embarrass this fucking team, because they embarrassed us. So I'll play the videos, and I'll talk. <laughs> I love it. Todd, don't maybe don't wish for fire Tony. Maybe keep maybe say hire Tony because if they fire Tony, they might actually be back to being good again. So they, don't ask. Don't be careful what you wish for there and fire Tony. I, that's a great point. That's a great point. But for now, you know the the White Sox media team, the White Sox, um, you know, social media team, NBC Sports Chicago social team. They all talked all that shit, and Cleveland kept all the receipts. So. I mean, I hate to give them credit, but they deserve it. So they're my MVBs. But they're also my bums of the week because after they swept the White Sox, they came out to this shit. And this is just fucking weird, man. This is some BDSM weird ass fucking. I know it's like rookie hazing or whatever you want to do it. It's a weird look. It's a weird look for the Cleveland Guardians. So they're also They're my MVBs. But just for this bullshit Halloween Mickey Mouse shit, they're also my uh, bums of the week. So. There you have it. Um, I'm gonna throw in one more, one last bum. It's the um, <laughs> the White Sox, the White Sox, like PR, public relations, ticketing people. Um, I got invited to the patio party at the game. The original email said it was from 5:40 to 7:40. We get there 6:30. They turn the lights off and kick everyone out. And that's bad. I remember. I, I remember you. I was like, about. what the fuck? I thought I got at least another hour of drinking some free beers here. <clears throat> probably in retrospect, it's probably a good thing. I didn't get yes. free beers. Yeah. But don't tell me I get a two hour patio party and then kick me out an hour before it's over. So then I, I email my ticket rep and I say, hey, professionally, this is some bullshit. Like it's supposed to be until 730. Lights come on to kick everyone out. What the fuck? She replies back that, oh, we realized that the times were wrong after we sent out the email invite. Well, motherfucker, send another email with the correct times. Like, don't just say, oops, wrong time. Like, this is why this front office is fucking gets trashed or this organization gets trashed by season ticket holders because they treat them like shit. Like, they don't respect them at all. Like, they just – there's the PR, the all that shit with the way that they – give perks for season ticket holes. It's just so fucking bunk ass. Like I hope when Jerry finally dies and his team gets sold that we actually get professionals who know how to treat people in this organization. It's a tough scene, man. Tough scene. All right. Don't kick me out when I want one, one last MVB. We, we're, we're just going to keep running it back. We got, I got one last MVB because I love it. It's a little high Mr. Hand for sending. <laughs> Also, I fucking love, I just love, fucking love how my soon to be wife is just staring at me with so much fucking disgust and discontent. And just like, what the fuck am I marrying? (laughs) She started off laughing. It started off as a laughing thing. And then she realized what exactly was going on. And she kind of did the moonwalk Nick Miller thing where she's like, I'm out of this. And she slowly like just moonwalks out of the scene. (sighs) Just the look of disappointment on her face. Wait, I got one bar MVP too. (laughs) Yes. And we, and, and. 
we, I, I just want to say thank you once again to all the people that showed up to the tailgate because I, everybody. you know, we had, yeah, yes, every, everyone. like everybody, like I just, like I said, again, we thank you. We, we met like, you know, obviously uh, people that we, we talk on White Sox Twitter, but we also met new people as well too. So um, we appreciate it like, and supporting us and listening and, and just thank you for the support. Um, we do appreciate that. We thank everyone. We love everyone. Yes. And what was, oh yeah. Thank you. I might be happy. You don't have the video from the other side. I might have to call corks and carry, see if they have a security a security. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be just fucking amazing ass. <laughs> Either. All right. <laughs> All right. That's it. For, that's it for this. For a little bunk ass. Um, so we will be back next week. And then also Peter's going to be doing a soccer podcast coming up next week as well. A one-off or I shouldn't say one-off, but a return of the World Cup preview. We're we're ramping up, gearing up to the World Cup. So Billy and I, Johnny, I didn't even mention it to you. If you're in it, you're in it as well. <laughs> I should have texted you. But we're going to be doing some soccer um, coverage, ramping up to the World Cup. So we got the bum cast on Monday night. And then Tuesday will be the uh, soccer podcast, the Chicago and, Sports Bum Soccer Show. And I'm sure I will ha- have some stories from Arizona for my bachelor party. Shout out Dougie Freshness. I think I have your bottle opener, Dougie Freshness. I, I will send that in the mail. Or just stop by the uh, watch party on the 9th and we'll hand it to you in person. Exactly. And you get a free t-shirt. There we go. I need some tacos. Okay, guys, thank you guys once again for listening. Make sure you subscribe on our socials. Like, follow, share, unsubscribe, like, follow, share again. You know the drill. Catch you guys next week. Good night, Javi. Good night. Later. I beat you in fantasy football. <laughs>